want to insert your will, if you will. And, uh, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. So um, we, we're not de-emphasizing like the problem we should have. We're, we're actually put more time into it this week uh, because we've had the time to be able to do that. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. We ain't running on empty quite yet, Chalooch. But we are running on empty. No, we're not, because I got me one of these seltzers with caffeine in it. Yeah. yeah you know what? That helps. Well, you know, we're not running on uh, a full. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're yeah, running on yeah. whatever we got. And I will say this. Welcome to the locker room, everybody. The number is 412-919-1316. And we are listening to little Jackson Brown because as we listen to Randy Feetner describe the running game and how the running game is kind of, well, and... In and we're, it, we're running on empty. They're running a little on empty. I got to say that, yes. But you know that they, you know, here's the thing that's the dichotomy of it is really kind of interesting to me. Right. Because you know as well as I do that running game takes a while. Right. You got to get after it. But they came out, they rushed for over 100 yards in what, three or four of the first games? Right. Uh, then all of a sudden started to disappear. Well, part of it has to do with being down at halftime. Right. You know, and then having to come back. And then, but they've not run the ball well. There's no way you can sit there and say well it's just this it's just that it's not just this and that it's not being down by 10 at halftime it it also has to do with if you look at the point of attack on times there's no push right there's no mush there's no uh you know four-wheel drive in your ham hocks right driving the other guy back correct right and you know they don't come off the ball well that's what i'm talking about uh, they they their their hands not in the dirt and you know, well, the two point stance is frustrating. Yeah, the foot, the two point stance is, it's good for um, draws, and it's good for passes, right? And it's good for well, it's good for pitches laterally. Yeah, pulling. You know, but then you know, it was always Matt Millen. Yeah, Matt Millen come and go. Hey, hey, Wolfie boy, you're looking a little tense. Are you guys going on the quick? <laughs> Because you come up and you're like, you're all tense and you're yeah. ready to explode out of your stance. And all of a sudden he starts doing that. You start laughing and then they snap the ball and all of a sudden you're behind the count. Right. But the fact is, you 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 know, for the running game, it's about intentionality. Yeah. And it's about making sure all five guys are on the same wavelength. But at the same time, here's the other thing that's happening. Because of the cramming of all the bodies. Right. Be it the bear, the bear variation, the the the, the double eagle. All those things that they can cram in there, you start to run the counter trap, but you get sometimes they're getting penetration at the trap point. Right. Sometimes the double team, sometimes in the backside. It seems like there's always a little staccato, like they're not in sync. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, Maddie would uh, he he would call me Ralphie boy. <laughs> hey, Ralphie boy. You're looking a little thick in that yeah, face that, mask. That. Your face looks like it's. Gonna, yeah, my face was uh, oh yeah because it would be like it would like be rising yeah. out of there like a bread pan right but you know the fact was when we uh, went in the running game you've got to have all these elements together you have to have the point of attack if it's right. a trap you have to have the good trap on the backside you got to have the cutoff you have have to have the back block or if you're running the sixteen seventeen g that's been another problem you know you got the right guard pulling the the center you got the left guard in the center pulling to the left something like that. Um, there, there, there's penetration as they're trying to get around 
the the down blocks you yeah. know, on the front side. And it, it just it's one of those things, you know it takes patience. You know that you got to work at it. But the problem is with this COVID stuff and everything, they haven't even been able to get hardly but walkthroughs in practice. Right. And, you know, how do you – where do you go to try to get the blocking – the blocking game in in with yeah. good technique when you can't get into pads. Right. You know, and so that's that's gotta be a frustration that I think the Steelers experience. But at the same time, it's all mitigated by the fact, well, you have this Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah. And they bunch in, so let's just spread him out and throw the ball. Right. And he does. Right. So I don't know. You know, I don't know whether there should be frustration at not running the ball, or it's like, look, they don't need to run it at this time and place. They'll need it down the road somewhere, and can they muster and do it at the time they need to do it? Well, you know, they they have to run the ball to close out the game. The last four-minute offense, yeah. as Bruce Arians always used to yeah. talk about. I, I get that. Right now, it seems like the, the short passing game, the throw short, run long type of methodology, that mantra in your yeah. head, that seems to be what's working right now. I mean, the funny part is, and I was writing uh, this for uh, Jim Wexel's um, Steel City Insider, but I concluded with the thought that, you know, in the hunt for the, the Lombardi, the seventh Lombardi, yeah. all roads lead to seven. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's really what it is. Right. I mean, it's Ben, and Ben is more important now than he's ever been in an offense, and yet... But what's funny, I guess, he's never even received an NFL MVP vote. Wow. Did you know that? Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine that? He's not even gotten a vote uh, for NFL MVP. Uh, you know, I think this uh, this year's get uh, votes. Well, they say, you know, according to the betting odds or something like that, he's already in the top five of the stuff. You know what I mean? So, I mean, to me, and it's it's really not important. In yeah. the sense of who cares what you know the outside people say. Everybody knows Ben is Pittsburgh's MVP, right? And and he is a central guy. But you know, I I just read that this morning in one of the uh, the guys writing, and they said that Ben had never even gotten an NFL MVP vote. Wow! So I found that really like strange, really bizarre. Um, I think uh, you know, there's no question in my mind that. Um, he he should have been up for some sort of the votes, but he's only been the the team MVP like once in his right. seventeen years here. Yeah, um, to me, and you know, it, I, I, I he should have been MVP MVP of the Super Bowl uh, when we played Seattle? the Cardinals. Oh, Cardinals. the Cardinals! Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> you know, the, when we whooped the Cardinals, that last drive was so. Magnificent when he threw to Santonio there in the yeah. corner. Yeah, Santonio was the MVP. Right. Well, he had like six catches or something down the stretch there. And, uh, you know, Santonio was worthy, no doubt about it. You can't take it away from him. But it always it always begins with Ben. Right. You know, Ben is the guy. And I don't know that being overlooked is something he even considers, uh, would even consider, Who you know, because he knows how important he is to his teammates. Right. You know, the guys love him. Uh, the guys point to him as, as being the leader, you know, Marquise Pouncey and everything. Those guys, they all rally around him. And it's like you said, no matter what happens in the first half, that second half, he'll, he'll muster the troops and come out right. smoking. Yeah. He's coming. He come out smoking. He does. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you got to have to appreciate that. So, 
Um, I look at this, and I, if you've got a comment about a 412-919-1316, you can get in on it and talk about the fact that Ben has never even mustered a NFL MVP vote, right? which to me is absolutely ludicrous. But, you know, as it is, you know, it's funny how sometimes, um, you know, it, it seems sometimes that Pittsburgh, for all its glorious, wonderful history, rich NFL history, with a great some the great Hall of Famers that they have, some they tend to get overlooked by national media, which really doesn't matter to me. But I, I guess in the minds that you think, well, I understand, you know, maybe Ben, you're sitting there going, how come nobody ever thinks, you know, nationally that I would be like that, or maybe just doesn't even care about it, you know? So yeah, I don't know. I think uh, it's worthy of discussion. It's uh, interesting to me, but. You know, going back to the running game, that's something that um, I, I keep vacillating on because yeah. sometimes that just it starts to bother me that you you know you're not running the ball, and then yeah. remember, well they have run the ball well, right? And if you've run the ball before and run well, you can continue to do so. So what's the difference? I think part of the difference has been as we've moved through this all the COVID problems. The pads come off. The practices are not what they used to be. And Zoom. Yeah, and you got Zoom meetings and everything, and I think that tends to um, diminish the level of playing technique available. Right. You know, because if you watch the film and get down and really watch the film, you're going to see guys with their technique not so good. Right. You know, and that's just something that when you have the pads on at least once a week, you can work that day and groove your technique and get honed in on it. But if you don't even get that. Yeah. You know, one one of the things that uh, the offensive line has to do is, you know, what, what we used to do one-on-ones uh, right. offense. Very hard one-on-ones. Uh, yeah, and uh, one-on-ones uh, run blocking. And you'd seal and uh, take them off the ball. Uh, but you know, we we were uh, we were uh, explosive, and we weren't wanted to come off the ball. And you challenged each other on a daily basis, and that yeah. was you know going all the way to um, you know back to Keith Willis and you and me and Timmy Johnson and whoever Edmund Nelson. I just saw Ed the other day. By the yeah. way, it was good to see Edmund. Um, but you know, you challenged each other on a day in day out basis to be better. Yeah. And you grooved your technique. I mean, over and over, it was just, you were like a karate master. You know what I mean? You worked your hands, boom, you came off the ball, you put that forehead in there, you ripped the rack, do all the things that you got to do, roll your hips through. And you did that daily uh, and weekly, and it was just a grooving thing. So by the time you came to game time, it was like breathing. Right. You know, you blocked and it was breathing. Uh, you ran the ball, it was breathing. You caught the ball, it was breathing because you've done it so much on the practice field. And I feel for these guys because I don't think the opportunity is given to them to excel in the physical areas of the football game as much because so much, number one, is relegated by the CBA. Yeah. And then second of all, I think so much is relegated by the COVID problem. Right. You know, when you don't have people and you got to pull people out and they got to Zoom meetings, uh, then you go out on the practice field. And really, how, how close does anyone want to get to each other when you're always told to social distance properly right 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 yeah you know i it's uh uh it's challenging 
it's unbelievably challenging. Yeah. I, I think the fact that Mike Tomlin has put together a nine and zero run, in spite of all this problematic stuff that it, that is falling around you, you know everything from Ben and Vinny, the leaders of your offense defense, uh, being uh, coveted out and having to zoom all week, and then come together to be able to play a game and 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 win. Um, that, that's pretty magnificent. You yeah. know, the challenges that he's overcoming on a daily basis. And I know other coaches are dealing with the same issues, but, you know, he's succeeding in a pretty extraordinary way here. Right. You know, so whatever, however the case goes, um, number one, I look at uh, going back to the offense. Um, the interesting thing is whether they're even going to really try to kickstart that running game. Right. Or whether they're going to keep going with your West Coast offense. I don't know. <laughs> you were talking about it last night, Joe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, it's the uh, West Coast offense. It's quick uh, slants, quick uh, uh, crossing routes, and uh, checkdowns, and uh, the the counter trap, yeah. the traps, things of that nature. You got the draw. You know, the thing about it is when you look at it too, and um, when Randy spread everybody out, one of the things that was interesting to me was the use of Ray Ray McLeod over James Washington. Right. And one of the things I thought about was, well, maybe it's because James is more of a straight liner. He's a more of a linear guy. You know, he's able to stack guys on, t- you know, on top when he gets uh, a deep ball. But uh, Ray Ray is so quick. Right. Uh, when you get him one-on-one spread out, he's opportunistic in being able to get a quick slant and maybe – do something with that that uh, maybe some of the other guys are find more challenging. I mean, I think Juju is is very good in the in the close quarter quick range. I think uh, uh, Deontay is very close or very quick in the close quarter um, combative catch area in between the numbers. Right. Um, and uh, you know Chase did well on that one touchdown catch that he made over the middle with Von Bell draped all over him the other day. Right. And that was a nice quick toss by Ben. So. I don't know I, the, the quick passing game. The the you know, it's not check it down. It's it's throw short, run deep. Right. You know, it's not so much they're looking to check it down and just have that. You know, somebody just trot for a few yards. Right. And you know, uh, the the philosophy on the West Coast offense is to get the ball in your stars' hands right. quickly. Right. You know, this is all the way back to, you know, when Todd Haley first came. Right. I remember having discussions with Todd and him talking about encouraging Ben to get the ball into the hands of the the, the receivers faster so that they can run more. Yeah. You know, and don't hang on to it so much and take a blow. Because with B.A., it was all about the gunslinger hanging there and everything else. And um and, and Todd really kind of changed that. So, all right, we're going to be back with more. Again, you're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, and we'll be back with more after these messages. You know, the day destroys the night, night divides the day. Third down was 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 complete. Um, we were really good on the possession downs, and I thought that that defined the day for the group. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf 
Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. Welcome back. Uh, he's Wolf. I'm Tunch. You're in the locker room. What, what, what was Mike uh, uh, talking about? Uh, the offense or the defense? <laughs> he was talking about the defensive third down conversions. Yeah. How they went 0 for 13. Right. They stuck a big zero, hung a big zero on the Cincy Bungles. Right, 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 the, right. As I like to call them, the Cincinnati Burrows. Yeah. <laughs> so what he's talking about is the fact that, according to the Elias Sports Bureau, the only previous time the Steelers held an opponent without a third down conversion was back on November 7th, 2004. You remember we worked the game, a 27-3 victory over the previously unbeaten Philly Eagles. Zero for eight they went at Heinz Field. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what I was looking at and thinking about, because I was watching uh, the replay of the game yesterday, so I'm watching uh, – uh, you know the, the on the film, and you you saw on third down they they changed things up. Right. I mean, you go with your normal four up front, the the front end, but the back end reverted to Marcus Allen. You had Antoine Brooks coming up. Uh, you know they signed him to the practice. The or to middle the, safety. Yeah, and they played him in three three quarters or the the, the three safeties in the quarters right. that they call. Uh, but you had the normal, you know, Joe Hayden, Steve Nelson, Minka Fitzpatrick, and Terrell Edmonds out there. But I thought it was very interesting getting Antoine Brooks out there and getting stuff done. Yeah, and and uh, Antoine Brooks is uh, he's uh, got great range, and he's got. Uh, you know, he did well. You know, I mean, he's really not done much since yeah. he's been here. Yeah. But the fact is, when I looked at it, and one of the things that I, I was trying to look at was, of course, there's initial confusion. They, the Bengals rushed for 139 yards. Right. Well, 88 of those yards was the, the fake punt and garbage time at the last right. couple of minutes in the fourth quarter. They That was virtually 90 yards of that 139, so it, it was not much rushing yeah. at all. So you go back and you look at it and say, all right, well, you had, you know, Tyson got in, had 18, 19 snaps, did a good job. Um, they did better, and, and you realize that Cincinnati was left with a lot of long third downs. There right. was third and 17s, there was third and 7s, there was – Third and nine. So, yeah, I had a couple third and twos, stuff like that. But the fact of the matter was, over those 13 third down opportunities, there was a number of uh, long conversions. You think, okay, well, you know what? When you don't let them win on first and second down, or sometimes they did win first down on first and second down. The defense um, was stout. They did. The, yeah. the defense was stout. They were very much so. They got their, first of all, they got the pressure going, which you and I both knew going into the game. When you have an offensive line that uh, has had so many changes, it was like there's been a whole cast of characters that have floated in and out of that Cincinnati offensive lineup. Right. He's been sacked 28 times, has the Burroughs, right? So you figure um, you got to get your passing, uh, your pass rush going on these guys, and they did. They got four sacks. They got nine quarterback hits. They finally got after him. And even though, like Joe said, they didn't try to splat me, but they certainly sacked me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Mike Tomlin said it was a challenging week. And, right. Uh, uh, and uh, he, he's proud of our guys because they, they played uh, well. And uh, Avery Williams and uh, Tyson Alu-Alu, uh, you know, le- he said – there was less anxiety for Ben. 
No question. But I think when you look at defensively speaking, what I'm saying here, and think about this. In the three previous games, Chaluch, uh, the, the, the opponents had converted like 47% of their third down right. opportunities. That's pretty high. Yeah. And this is what also leads to me, it correlates to me and flipping it the other way. The running game, just because it's not hitting right now, doesn't mean it can't be resurrected. It certainly can. They've done it before. You can do it again. If you ran the ball earlier right. against Houston, they ran it. Sure, a lot of people run against Houston, but they had 170 yards rushing against Houston. You're capable of doing that. It's the same thing with the third down conversions. Three previous opponents have been converting uh, almost 50% of their third-down conversions against the Steelers. But what do they do? They shut out the Cincinnati Burroughs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, you know uh, I'm dazzling you with my statistical why, dominance here, huh? I mean, I'm so, I've got my math floating in my head here. Even yeah, Jacob is amazed. Uh, you know, um, Mike Tomlin says, I don't get caught up in my emotions. Right. And uh, we got to do better job on special teams. Uh, and uh, we gotta we gotta go. Uh, and um, you know one one of the things that uh, you were talking about the run game, and we run we ran the ball better the first half of the season. Absolutely, first half of the first half. Right, uh, first half of the season. Um, well, do we uh, do we? Go back to it, or do we stay with the West Coast offense? Well, I, to me, you are where you are. You're having success. Right. The problem's going to be when the weather gets a little bit slipperier. Yeah. You know, it gets a little bit, uh, you know, snow. And you said it was snowing this morning when you were walking. Yeah, right. Was it up on Mount Washington? Yeah, it was, it, was, it, was, it was snowing. Oh, by the way, I did a video for the Clearview uh, Kitchen Challenge. Yeah. It was really cool because uh, John Kolb did one, and we had to do this for – it helps benefit also – uh, adventures in training with a purpose, and, yeah. and and John Kolb did a video. It was great, and you know he had, he had gone to Mount Kilimanjaro, right? And I just thought about this because it popped into my head. But he was he had gone to Mount Kilimanjaro, and um, uh, he had brought a recipe back from Tanzania, right? Did you know? So anyhow, I was I was busting on the video. I said, you know, John, if you eat this turkey sandwich that I made for the video, I said, you know, you could go on that incline. You don't have to climb a mountain. You can climb Mount Washington and the incline, yeah. or you can just God made tunnels so you don't have to climb the mountain. You can go through them. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think that's what Colby had in mind, but certainly out. So he went to uh, to Arizona. Uh, yeah, he went to Arizona. Weekend. I was yeah. just talking about. Kilimanjaro. Yeah. yeah, he. That was unbelievable. Uh, you know was, when when he uh, he hung up uh, 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 the terrible towel and yeah. he and he fielded his uh, four Super Bowl rings. He, that was amazing. He, he I was showed, surprised he took yeah, the rings there. Yeah, you never know if you get lost in transit or something like that. Yeah, just think about that. Wow. Yeah, but that's uh, that's he showed John. his four Super Bowl rings. I know that was so cool. Terrible towel, four Super Bowl rings on the top of Mount or Kilimanjaro. Kilimanjaro. That yeah. was so cool. And then of course Caleb proposed to Sarah up there yeah, too. Proposed. That's pretty neat. Yeah, I think that will be a forever uh, keeper. But getting back to what. <laughs> You know, I, I fly off on tangents and yeah. I can't help myself. But um, the fact of the matter is third down conversions have been huge. And one of the things that they did do, you know, I thought they tightened up the coverage. You right. remember Joe 
Hayden. Joe Hayden really played well. Played, yeah, yeah. You know, he had three passes defense. He, he bottled up uh, A.J. Green. Yes, he did. Yeah. And I love his com- combativeness. Uh, I love he, He's got a new hairstyle, too. Yeah. Did you see that? It was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I I can't do any hairstyles. I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so he tightened up the coverage. Um, the other thing is that uh, they got their rush on, which I was so glad to see with uh, T.J. Watt. Right. Um, Bud Dupree also. Um, Bud's uh, T.J.'s got now nine sacks, and Bud's got seven. Um, but the fact of the matter is the pressure was getting to Burroughs. Right, When right. you see him, he threw for 100 and, was it, 189 yards in the first half and I think 213 overall. Yeah, he threw 213. Think about yard, that. Yeah. That's like 24, 25 yards in the second half. He was 5 of 15 for right. 25 yards. I mean, get Zooks, man. I mean, that's about pressure getting to him. That's tightening the coverage. Right. And I love the fact that they used it. Uh, a couple of packages there. Well, you know, when you think about it, Marcus Allen and Antoine Brooks, these guys have not had much, <clears throat> excuse me, have not had much in the way of play, uh, playing experience or reps. And yet here they go. They go out there and they get the job done in a pretty good way. When you go 0 for 13 on third down conversions, you're doing something really good. Yeah. Well, you know, T. Higgins uh, caught seven balls for 115 yards. Right. Uh, and one uh, long But they didn't do any damage, really. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? He could have. Yeah. That could have been, but they came back and right. shut it down. But on third down specifically, excuse me, what I'm talking about, I got a little bubbleification yeah. from the seltzer water. Right. <laughs> um, but when you have, uh, you know, when you have uh, uh, 0 for 13 and you do a great job with two young guys, I find it pretty exciting because Antoine Brooks and Marcus Allen are two guys that need to come along. Because right. Because I think they're – here's the point. When you lose a unicorn like Devin Bush, right. that's a multiple personnel-type replacement job. Yeah. You know, a guy like uh, uh, Devin you have Bush the, is, you, you have the You have uh, players to replace him. Uh, Marcus Allen, one. Uh, Robert Spillane, the other. Right. And uh, Vinny – uh, but Williams, think about yeah. this. You know, you've lost basically back-to-back unicorns. Ryan Shazier right. was the original one. Yeah. And then Devin Bush. And that, you know, for a lot of defenses, that might you might not be able to overcome that for a good long time. Right. And yet here the Steelers are, are, are have been doing well overcoming those obstacles. Yeah, yeah. So I hope they can keep it up. So the point I'm through all this I'm trying to make um, is that with the third down conversions where they gave up, you know, forty seven percent, now they go oh four. Uh, that also leads leads me to believe, you know, you haven't rushed the ball well lately, right? But that doesn't mean you can't turn around and get it done the next week. Yeah, all right, because that's what they did defensively. That's what you can do offensively. Uh, I look at their offensive line; they've done it before. Yeah, you've got three Pro Bowlers on that offensive line. They're fully capable of being able to do the job, as we talked about earlier. So much of it was just because they don't have the opportunity to get their pads on. Um, they don't, you know, they've been behind in a couple of games, so they had to pass more. And then you get everybody in the in the kitchen sink, you know, in the box there, and you you've got a Hall of Famer. You might as well pass the ball. And you 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 know you were talking about the defense. Right uh, and uh, primarily, uh, the, these defensive guys uh, they swarm to the ball. They swarm. They to the do ball. a great job. Yeah, of that. 
Yeah. You know, they still rally to the ball, and I think one of the inherent principles you see all the time, whenever we go down there on Thursdays, yeah. you see the guys all running to the ball. Right. You know, that's that's uniform. That's practice. That's Cam Hayward yeah. looking at somebody that doesn't run to the ball, you know, with a look that says, you better get it in gear. You yeah. know, and that's sort of, that's the sort of thing that back in our day you used to get from the John Kolbs, the Mike Webster's, right. the Larry Browns, yeah, you know. We, uh, we, we ran uh, – uh, Always to hustle. Yeah, yeah. When when the, the throw was gone, we went covered. And yeah, no, you no cover. You yell cover, yeah, and you start running after you know the receiver or wherever the ball was headed, right? Because you and I, if you remember, we always had a bet about who made the most tackles on interceptions at right. the end of the year, you know, and then yeah. it would cost us something, whether edible or whatever, whatever. <laughs> so, all right. Um, the fact of the matter is, when we get going here and we we come up with um, you know our de- next defensive package here. I look at this, and I'm interested to see where they go because one of the extraordinary – not extraordinary, but one of the better things they did was how they disguised the back end of the defense. Whether right. it was cover one, whether it was cover three, they did a nice job of not showing it uh, as early or completely as you might expect. So that and, was problematic. And, and they confused uh, Joe Burrows. They did. Yeah. There's no question that they had him uh, you know, basically off off kilter. Um, even for a guy so young, so capable of, of uh, reading defense, and they say that's one of his greatest strengths, yeah. and I do believe it, is the fact that uh, you know you could have him you know in a state of confusion, or at least where he holds the ball just a little bit longer. Right, right. You right. hold that ball a little he, bit longer, and then you get whacked. Yeah, he, he uh, he's quick. Uh, he's quick set up, and he's uh, uh, he. The, the, he releases the ball quick and uh that's a quick set offense no no doubt about it and uh he's got the one thing i will say those receivers are going to be trouble for some years to come yeah i mean t higgins is a serious right player. T. Higgins. i thought Auden tate, was, Auden tate. Uh, that's a big boy yeah i mean you know, you did you ever hear of the International Basketball Tyler Association? Tyler Boyd, uh, that, you know they they've got three. Did you ever hear of the International Basketball Association back in the nineties? No. All right, it's a six four and under league. They would do well. <laughs> yeah, that that, and the, that was a league that they had the the height limit was six four, and you think about wide receivers like that, and I think Auden Tate was actually six five. Yeah, um, that's some big wide receivers, and so big and so good were these guys that. AJ Green is overlooked. Can you imagine AJ Green being overlooked? Yeah, but uh, you know he's uh, on the downhill. Stuff. I got you, but still, AJ Green being as overlooked as that. So, yeah. all right, we're going to go to break. We'll be right back with more. It's Dungeon Wolf in the locker room. See you in a moment. We're a balanced group. We can give it to you however you want it. You know, if you want to pack a bunch of people on the line of scrimmage, then we're going to throw it. Um, you play two high safeties, we're capable of running it. And that's what I mean when I say we strive to be a balanced group. We want to be able to move it however. However we choose or maybe 
you know, overcommitments and so forth from defenses that dictate it. We're okay with that too. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store, the Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunchin Wolf. So, Michael was talking about uh, uh, the uh, defensive look, and uh, when there's too high safety, they're going to run. Uh, uh, when they're uh, crowded the box, they're going to pass. And, uh, you know, that that's what uh, they're going to do. Uh, and uh, that's the, and he's making the point that we want to be equipped to be able to handle either right, right, either or, yeah, you know, and that's obviously what you want. But when you're running at uh, if you're throwing the ball sixty percent of the time, right, or even higher, I think of seventy percent this past weekend, um, that's you're so heavy into the passing, it it does bother me. But I keep going back to the fact that Dad Gummit, that's Ben Roethlisberger back there, that's not. Your average guy, you know yeah. what I mean. It's not like an average NFL starting quarterback. We're talking about one of the best of all time being back there. And if you got to throw seventy percent because of the fact that they're trying to take away one element, and you're going to crowd he, in there, he threw forty six times. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you're talking about two thirds at least because you had twenty run yeah. plays, forty seven pass plays, and I don't. I, don't ask me to do fractions. I right, can't do right, that. right, 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 right. I right, right. math twice. Uh, you know uh, that, Chalooch. And, uh, and uh, 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 Mike Tomlin talking about uh, two high safety. We run uh, one high safety. We pass. Right. Yeah. And we've seen that from Ben so very much. Right. So, anyhow, uh, the the we we will continue to kick this around like crazy uh the fact of the matter is the Steelers are nine and oh right Ben's killing it and and you know uh he's uh he's quick uh to the uh setup and he's quick to the uh release and he's quick to the uh guys yeah no doubt about it all right here we go all right let's go to CR in Chicago CR welcome to the locker room Good morning, you two all folks. You see, all sitting in Chicago. How the heck is everybody doing this morning, guys? We're doing fabulous. We're as doing usual. great. How are you? Yeah, you guys. I'm. Hey, man. To wake up in the morning to hear you guys in the background. Hey, as uh, Lane Mills used to say, "Let's get it on." <laughs> it's absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I want to uh, start out with a shout out to our inside the locker room, Dirty Dozen Plus. Uh, Juan, Juan makes me laugh when he says it, but uh, anyway, we're up to we're up to seventy three people right now, so that's a that's a pretty good deal, man. Very and, good. Uh, yeah, it, it's exciting to hear all the uh, contributing factors and points that people bring up and questions and concerns and. Cr, what's it? Let me ask you this: what's the what's yeah, the discussion going on with the the Bears getting bounced by the Vikes last night? Right. What's Chi Town like? Hey man, I you know I, I saw the game, I watched it, but I was pretty much uh, it was in the background. Uh, I don't really mess with the Bears. The only time I mess with the Bears is when the Steelers come to town. Uh, well, they came to town the last two, you know, they come to town every four years, so uh, every five years, other. And I've been to both of those games, and we just happened to lose both of them. But that's me, the only time I really deal, deal deal with the Bears, man. Let me ask you: Were you were you a Bears fan, or were you aware? I mean, when obviously when the Bears were Super Bowl champs back in '85, '86, those years. Okay, I'm gonna tell you a, a quick story. Okay, I came up from Texas, man. You know, I've been a Steelers fan since '76. Okay, so on the way up here, uh, I pulled in a, in a hotel room and um, put my um, 
my, my, my stuff on the, uh, you know, because I wanted to watch the game. Right. And uh, by the time the first quarter was over, like the game w- was a laugh over. So anyway, when I got here, uh, it was the next year, and the Bears didn't make the, the playoffs. Right. This, this whole town was talking about the Bears, the Bears. You can we'll play the Eagles in the morning, and we'll play somebody in the afternoon because the Bears this, the Bears that. And if it ain't the Bears in the Super Bowl, it ain't no Super Bowl. And I'm looking at these people like they're crazy, man. And you got to remember, I got on all my Steelers gift um, at that time and, and until today. My whole family is a, a Bears fan, except my wife. She, she finally converted over to a Steelers fan. But, hey, man, um, I'm Steelers, brother. Absolutely. Well, it's funny because we played in Chicago in 86. Right. And that was a whale of a game. Right. I mean, that was a defense with Singletary, and we, Fridge. And, and we lost it uh, in overtime. Yeah, it was, it was tough. Wilbur Marshall, wow. those guys were... Richard Dent. Yeah. Man, there was some you, Mongo. So in 80, 80, 84, you guys, uh, the Bears lost to the San Francisco 49ers in the right. AFC Championship. In 85, they won uh, the Super Bowl. In 86, they played in that fog game uh, with Philly. Yeah. I just remember yeah. when we played there, though. That was... I was here for that game. They, they, they played the Eagles, man. You couldn't, you couldn't see nothing. <laughs> Yeah, stealth so, mode. Anyway, like I said, they uh they still living back in '86. Uh, I, I can't, I can't, I can't mess with them, man. They uh my I'm, one quick story, and I gotta, I gotta go. Uh, my, you know how you got this? Um, my mother-in-law had this thing where you 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 pick a name, and then you give uh, everybody in the family picks a name and gives somebody else a, a Christmas present. Right. So uh, when it got to me, one of my brother-in-laws uh, gave me this. Um, NFL Bears uh, uh, jersey, you know, or whatever, pullover. And I looked at him like he was crazy. I said, man, why did you give me this? He said, you know I am not going to wear this. You just wasted your money. And I hold up, anybody want this? But I'm not putting it on. <laughs> and so, uh, <laughs> and I'm serious. Man. How old were you? Uh, how old was I? I was probably back in my, uh, probably about 42, 43. My goodness. And, then, uh, and you say, you ain't, no, I ain't wearing this. No, I ain't wearing this. But they don't mess with me when it comes to football. Hey, brother, they they don't mess with me at all because they, they they know the deal. Got uh, it. I gotta uh, also give a plug in to our um, our, our members. Um, you know, hey, download the iHeartRadio app on your phone. Download the SNR app on that. Download the In the Locker Room app with Twitch and Wolf. Uh, and then uh, call in at four one two nine one nine one three one six. Man, let's keep this party going. Uh, as far as getting back to the Steelers, um, uh, I want to talk about some team some team co- contributions. You know, uh, everybody's playing well, and I, if I have a minute, I'm gonna talk, also talk to you about the running game and the passing game. But the, you know, we've been talking game, about uh, that all morning already. Right. I, I know. I know. I was I was thinking about how everybody in the team. Like they said, what, next man up or, or do your job? And everybody's contributing, man. You got Deontay Johnson, you know, uh, eight passes for 116 yards, 19.3 average, uh, and a touchdown. And we talked about TJ, four tackles, two sacks, uh, two team, best total in nine, and four hits on the quarterback. Case Claypool, uh, four passes for 56 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, that's giving him nine touchdowns so far in his rookie year. He should be considered for uh, offensive rookie of the year, man. He, I, I think um, they're doing a lot of good things offensively, play. but here defensively is where they've had more players than they've used in previous years. I mean, they're up to using like twenty-eight different guys. 
when uh, hey, all of last year they used 26 and already they've they're using a bunch of young guys and that's what I think is exciting you know the opportunity for guys like Antoine Brooks for Marcus Allen to come along and start to be uh, making plays you know you got Carlos Davis who's gotten some time up front you know uh these are guys that you hey you want to see him come along Isaiah Bugs you know even though I, now I, he's I been limited with that ankle yeah, Hotsmith. You know, back in the day when uh, when uh, when uh, what's name was here, um, the Guru. Uh, he wouldn't play rookies because he didn't feel as if um, if they would, you know, they would fit in. But now everybody's contributing, and I give that to the coach because he they see something. Well, the organization itself sees something in these young guys. And Dick like LeBeau. Said, uh, hot, yeah, Dick LeBeau. Right. Uh, uh, Hotsmith. Uh, he, he's doing well. I mean, just got so many. Robert Spillane, I mean, like you were talking about earlier, we lost our linebackers, and then he, he jumped in. And then we had this brother that came in the other day, uh, Williamson, man. I saw him out there uh, getting some plays in. And, and here's, here's the thing, too. People coming to the Steelers that have been on other teams, and they, they get here and they recognize what's going on, man, and they're just elated, like, like Easy e- Ebron, uh, what he's bringing to the team. I still remember uh, our running back, uh, Williams. Uh, that, that came over from, um, I think, the Panthers. And then you had the, the tight end that came in from um, the uh, San Diego. Everybody gets here, and they see what's going on, and it's unbelievable, man. And then when they leave, well, you know, it's, it's something else. So, um, but uh, I, now, let me quickly, because I know you got other people coming in. Uh, on this um, running and passing, uh, the game has sort of transferred from when you guys were in there because of run, 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 a cloud of dust. And then again, when you got somebody like, like the bus in the background, hey, I'm like, what you going to do? But because of this, this uh, uh, fantasy football, which I don't even mess with, uh, people are getting all because they want to get these points. And so everything is offense, offense. It's like a game that you're sitting there playing and you want everybody to get passes and this and that and the other. And as, as the coach said, uh, hey, we want to beat you any way we can. If you won't allow us to run the ball, then we'll pass the ball. If it comes to the point where we got to run the ball, I believe in all my heart that the Steelers will do what needs to get done. But right now, hey, man, we're not to know. Comments. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. We've already kicked that around, my friend. And I'll tell you, here, here the, the NFL is a victim of its own success in the red zone yeah. stuff with right. all the fantasy football. I don't know that it's all that healthy. They've made an outdoor game of the indoor version right. of football. And, and to me, that just gets a little frustrating. And, but. and the only ones that are running the ball is the Tennessee Titans and the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, and, yeah. No doubt about it. All right, CR, we got to roll, buddy. And and you know we okay, used to guys. we used to run with we used to run with uh, Walter Amber Crombie. Yeah. And uh, oh yeah, I remember him. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Merrill and, Hodge. Uh, yeah. All and, right. Uh, I used to. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, the guy that dropped the, the football in the in the championship game against the Green uh, against Green Bay. I used to sit with his dad at, uh, here in North Chicago and, and watch the game. CR, so, we're getting uh, down to it, man. We got to go. Okay. In the meantime, and then COVID-19 between time, 9 and 0, here we go, Steelers, here we go. All right, thank you so much. Thank you. God bless you. All right. Buddy. Okay, so uh, we're coming back. We're going to have uh, Bob Labriola, Ra- Steelers.com, yeah. and Labs, of course, is all Steelers everything, and yeah. he is the resident historian of the Pittsburgh Steelers, and he had some oh, there was some great stuff on Asked and Answered, so we're going right. to have to ask him about that. We'll be back here with more. Tunch and Wolf in the locker room. 
you're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. I... We're uh, welcoming Bob Labriola from Steelers Digest and Steelers Radio Network, and uh, he's everything Steelers. He's been working for Steelers Digest. Uh, Back in the days when we played. That we, when we, we played. That's a long time, Th- Labs. 30 years. <laughs> I uh, am old. Yeah. <laughs> and we are old with you, brother. Yeah. Hey, hey um, uh, Labs, I, w- I was reading your article uh, about uh, Ben and uh, how how effective do you think his 17 years uh, being here uh, was to that game? Well, you know, I I really I okay. He's 38 years old. Right, he just had his elbow operated on. Um, he's you know he he's been beat up, sacked a lot, all those things. My point in saying all of that is. You know, his body, his physical whatever cannot be what it was, you know, uh, let's see, 2004, 15 years ago. Say. Right. Yeah. So quarterback, I believe, you know, uh, if you're if you're charting all of the positions on a football team, you know, the bottom in terms of, you know, intelligence and savvy and everything, of course, is offensive linemen. Right? We all right. agree on that. And no doubt about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. Position, especially, I believe in the NFL. Uh, you know, uh, you're you're from the neck up game. Uh, can really carry you in in times when you know maybe your arm isn't the strongest or you know your body isn't the nimblest. You know, and those kind of things. And I mean, I I, I think we saw that with at the end with Peyton Manning. Uh, you're seeing that with Tom Brady, uh, Drew Brees, uh, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, all, all of these guys are not physically what they were when they were younger, but they were able to succeed and thrive and take advantage of the opponent because of what they knew uh, in terms of the game, what they knew in terms of their own offense, and what they knew uh, in terms of what that defense wanted to, was going to try to do uh, to stop them in, the, in that offense. And so, um, you know, it, it wasn't just so much – uh, what happened in the Bengals game? I think this has been going on for a few weeks now, um, but I, I, to me, never uh, has it been to the degree where you were kind of relying on Ben Savvy, his understanding, um, his ability to color outside the lines, than you did against the Bengals because the running game just was totally ineffective. Yeah, I I, I love uh, the fact that Ben is so knowledgeable and he's so confident. And, you know, when he struggles first half, he he comes up uh, great in the second half. Yeah, and, you know, that's another thing about him. I think that um, maybe has gotten stronger as he has gotten older, and maybe certain of his body parts have gotten weaker. You know, his competitiveness, uh, I, I think, is, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't want to say he's the most competitive um, athlete uh, I've ever been around or, you know, any of that kind of stuff, because I don't want to, you know, demean anybody who has come before him. Because He is, that, you know, he is. Well, okay, I'll, I'll allow you you know, and what you know and how you know the game and these players uh, a lot more than me to, to say that. But I just want to say that his competitiveness 
is difference-making, in my mind, in terms of winning or losing a football game. You know what I find interesting, too, is the fact that with Ben, you're talking about in uh, 352 pass plays, he's only been sacked 10 times. Now, that's given my math skills are rather limited, but that's about once every 35 Passing attempts, I would believe. And I remember back in the early 80s when we were highlighted as an offensive line. When we were highlighted for letting Bradshaw get sacked like once every 21 or 23 times. I can't remember what it was. But the difference between then and now. You know, back then, it was also Terry having the, the, the strong arm, the strong body, the strong legs to run. Um, now, the, now the game is what you're saying. It's... Guys, it's transform uh, transformational in the sense of guys with the the game brains who can draw on that experience, who can put a, a Chase Claypool in a situation where at the line of scrimmage with the clock running, you can direct a young rookie to get in a uh, offensive set where that guy can get on a linebacker and win the game with a touchdown pass. I mean, that sort of ability to to muster your offense like that is it's it's amazing to me. Right, he's. He's, you know, and again, I don't want to make this sound like, you know, Randy Feekner isn't doing anything. He's, he's like a potted plant on the sideline or anything. Right, right. But no, no. I do believe, I do believe that, you know, part of what makes Randy Feekner special and good for this team is he doesn't allow his ego to get in the way right. you know, of, of what needs to get done and how the best way to do that is. I mean, I've been, you know, you, when you introduced me, we were just, you were discussing about how old I am. And so I can go back and I can tick off the offensive coordinators whose egos got in the way and cost the Steelers not only games, but maybe chances at Super Bowls. Um, and, you know, maybe impacted or had a chance, you know, to impact the length of some really good players' careers. Uh, Randy Fickner is not about any of that. And so, um, you know, we can, and I do, as I have with every offensive coordinator that I've ever covered, I always complain about the, the calls because, you know, I do believe that fans generally, and, and I'm throwing myself into that uh, pile, believe that, they, if there's one job on an NFL team that every fan thinks they can do better than the guy holding it, it's call the plays, the <laughs> yeah. offensive plays. Um, and so, okay, so I, I will complain, you know, about Randy Figner's play calls as well. But, you know, I do think that uh, the collaborative uh, relationship that he has with Ben and his willingness to defer to a guy, like, as you mentioned, has a high level of game brains, um, you know, as Mike Tallman calls it, snap experience. Uh, so, you know, it, it's all about, to me, with these two guys, it's all about, you know, the final result, the final product, winning the game. Uh, I don't know you could say that with every offensive coordinator um, that the Steelers have ever had. And, um, you know, so to me, that's an admirable uh, thing as well. So, Labs, uh, you know, I used to uh, hear you uh, complain about the ego of the offensive coordinators. Um, what offensive coordinators did you uh, did you uh, uh, strong, strongly disagree with? Thanks, Tunch. Appreciate it. Thanks for the. Uh, <laughs> you know. Not like putting me on the spot here yeah. or anything. He's, um, yeah, and well, you don't need to name names. We don't yeah, have to yeah, go yeah. there. 
Well, no, I mean, hey, I've I've written this a bunch of times. I think, you know, Chan Gailey, as good a man as I believe that he is, um, he was one of those guys who I think allowed himself, um, well, I always called it the reality of the moment, uh, to get away from him in terms of, you know, what is possible, what is real, and what he wants to do or would like to do. Um, that 1997 AFC Championship game to me, uh, that team, that Steelers team, smoked the Broncos uh, not even a month before. Uh, and in the in the rematch of the AFC Championship game, um, he quit giving the ball to Jerome. Right. When the Broncos showed no interest, none, no interest at all in tackling him. You know, Mike Tomlin referred to it a, a few weeks ago when the Steelers were going to play Derrick Henry, you know, defensive guys making business decisions. Yeah. Well, those Broncos made a lot of business decisions in that first game and through the first quarter and a half of that AFC championship game. And then, um, you know, Chan decided he was going to turn it into a throw the ball around the lot between Cordell Stewart and John Elway. And how do you think that turned out? Right. Um, so that was one that, um, you know, I kind of um, had a little bit of, problem with um you know the guy who was before uh todd haley um <laughs> who will go nameless uh you know the coach of the year a bunch of times and god that shows you what that award is worth um he is a guy who um you know it was about him what he thought what he wanted um there is no fullback in my offense i remember that quote ba um ba yes well, I'll tell you what, Tunch, let's just, we'll use code. We'll just use his initials. Nobody will know who we're talking about. <laughs> but let me, um, oh, okay. Well, I was going to say, I, I, what I wanted to do was ask you, what, when, because of Randy Feetner, one of the things I find marvelous about him, he has a humble attitude, and yet he knows what he wants. He's worked well with so far with Matt Canada, but last year, you know, he had to deal with all the the problems from Ben to Mason to Duck. And I remember one of the significant moments was walking off the field after that game out in LA with the Chargers. And I remember he's walking up and it was Duck's big, you know, game coming out and he had to get Duck ready. And I remember I patted him on the back. I said as we were walking up the tunnel, I said Way to go! And I've his. You talk about every muscle in the back of his neck and his back was so tight, and all of a sudden he lets out this big like, you know, relaxation. It's like, and he looked at me and says, "It's been a hard week." Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And he he reminds me a lot of Tom Moore is where I'm going with this. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't necessarily um, you know disagree with that. I mean, Tom Moore. You know, if you were going to ask me who. Um, I always complained about and then grew to respect more and understand more as I got older, kind of like, you know, teenage boys do with their dads. Right. You know, they don't they, there's nothing that their dad says when you're a teenager that makes any sense or that you respect or you don't think he knows anything about anything. And then the older you get, the smarter your dad gets. <laughs> That's Tom Moore with me. Right. Um, so, yeah, I would yeah, agree. Um, uh, you know, Tom Moore, um, he was... And I always tease him when I see him now at the combine. Um, <laughs> it's his fault that Joe Walton, the Joe Walton mistake. Yeah, I mean because, uh, and I don't blame him really. I'm, I'm kidding him uh, because he thought that you know the way that the the uh, opinion in town was, he thought that he was going to get fired. Right. And um, so he, you know, Jerry Burns, 
a buddy of his got the head coaching job of the Vikings and offered Tom a job. And, you know, Tom has to pay bills and feed his family like all of us. And, you know, right. he did the right thing for him, which, again, um, you know, I in, in real life, I, I totally respect and understand the decision. But when he and I are sitting in um, uh, St. Elmo's Fire uh, at the bar there, <laughs> reminiscing about his time in Pittsburgh, I blame him for the Joe Walton mistake because if he doesn't leave, um, Joe Walton never gets hired. And right. Two years of your, both of your careers, I believe. You were both there for both of those years, right? No, I no, no. I went to Minnesota with Tom. That's what I'm I was laughing about. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I was there for two years. Yeah, okay. Tunch was in the, um, the Walton you, you experiment. Tunch, you were sentenced to two years of Joe Walton with the rest of us. And, um, <laughs> you know, you, you saw what that ended up being. So that's that's the kind of examples I'm talking about with offensive coordinators who sometimes allow, you know, what they think uh, or what they believe to get into the way of what the reality is of their situation. And, you know, I, I, would, I would never say, I would never accuse uh, a man who got to that position at the NFL level of not wanting to win. But I also believe that there's a difference between wanting to win and wanting to win my way. Right. And that's a big difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, uh, are you surprised that Tom Moore is still coaching? Um, you know, again, I, I as I've said, I, I, I hook up with him every year at the Combine, and I'm really worried about this year because I don't know that we're going to be out of this pandemic and if there's going to be a Combine as we know it. Uh, but, you know, he was telling me about it. We talk about that stuff. And remember, it was a was a couple three years ago now when he came to St. Vincent. Yeah. And and did like a I always tease I was teasing him calling him an intern. Yeah. Even though he was <laughs> no, like eighty six or whatever he was at the time. But I mean he loves it. He lo he loves it and he doesn't he says I, you know, I don't I, he's kinda like Mike Tomlin in that way. He doesn't he's not a golfer. He no. doesn't have any hobbies. Football is his hobby and his job and his passion. And, you know, he gave me his, um, he said, you want to know what I do every day? I said, sure, tell me. He goes, well, I get up at 6.30 and walk the dog. He said, I get home around 7, 10 after 7. He said, and, and Willie is up then. And so I have a cup of coffee, um, you know, maybe a bagel or an apple or some piece of fruit. Breakfast, he said, and then it's time to walk the other dog. So I walk the other dog, then I'm home again about quarter to eight, eight o'clock, and then I'm done for the day. And, you know, so, I mean, this is what he does. This is who he is. And, um, you know, the other guy with the initials that, you know, we're just calling him by the initials so nobody knows who we're talking about, gets gets the uh, credit for Peyton Manning, which to me is comically inaccurate. Because Tom Moore was the offensive coordinator of the Indianapolis Colts when Peyton Manning came there. It was Dungy and Tom Moore and Peyton Manning. The other guy was the quarterback's coach. You know what's amazing? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Finish up. And you guys know, you guys know what Tom Moore did with Bubby. Right. Yeah. That's why I thought that he made Randy, him great. Yeah, I, that's yeah. why I thought Randy and uh, Tom had a lot in common. Right. All, All right. right, we got to roll, brother. 
It's time for it a break. Fun. Thank you so much. Thanks, appreciate thanks. you. As always, Labs, thank you for coming thank on. Thank you, Labs. Yeah, you have it. great insight to offensive coordinators. And, uh, and, and we appreciate you, brother. And, and, and you're not negative. <laughs> uh, All right. Hang in there. Hey, All right. We'll talk to you next week. Question for me next week to put me on the spot again. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. Thank you All so right. much, Lance. And that's Bob Labriola of Steelers Digest, Steelers.com, and Steelers Everything, and our resident Steelers historian. Yeah, he's Wolf. I'm Tunch. You're in the locker room, and we'll be back after this. You know, we're just being challenged by player availability, and we got some young guys that are working hard every day and earning an opportunity to play and play defense. And guys like Marcus Allen and, and Antoine Brooks, man, are, are working their tails off every day and getting better. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So, uh... Mike Tomlin said uh, Antoine Books and Marcus Allen were getting better, and uh, Avery Williamson is getting better. Alex Highsmith is getting better, uh, and uh, we, you know we 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 Char- uh, Carlos uh, Davis, Carlos Davis, Henry Mondu. I mean, all these guys that having an opportunity, yeah. to be able to contribute now, yeah. And that's big because you think about it, um, you're going to need these people as you go along. They needed to right. get their feet wet, get their NFL snaps in, and start to build a base. And yeah, and, and they need to get experience, experience, yes. uh, because they're they're getting better with experience. No question, you don't get better by sitting the bench. Right, right, you know? right, right. I mean, right, you, right. You, you can practice all you want, but game speed is game speed. Right. And you cannot confuse the two. Right. So the fact of the matter is, these young guys are all contributing. I believe there's something around 28, 29 guys that have already played this right. year. And uh, I think it was the last year, all of the year, 26 were played. So there's already more contributory efforts so, to the group uh, stuff. So 20 guys uh, played uh, on uh, 21 played on Sunday, and uh, right, yeah. But I'm talking about over the course of right, this year right, thus right. far. Yeah, they've used a lot of guys, and they've used more than they have in the past. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you didn't want to use as many like Miami did last year. They used 43 people. <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, that's not good. Yeah, that means you got nobody. <laughs> that's right. All right, let's go to the phones. Uh, Juan in Charleston, South Carolina. Juan, welcome to the locker room. Hey, good morning, guys. How y'all doing? We're doing great. great. How you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing great. Can't complain. Can't complain when you're 9-0. No, I can't complain. Anytime I've been 9-0, which has been never, I've never complained. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, 
we've never been nine and zero. Exactly. Okay, shout out to my crew, the Dirty Dozen Bakers Plus One. Shout out to those guys. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we we were nine and two in '83, but we weren't nine and zero. Yeah, we were at nine and two. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, let's get. Uh, I was watching the replay of Sunday's game. Um, just gotta say, offensive line they did pretty good for Ben. Yeah, he wasn't even touched. So shout out to those guys. What you think about that? Well, it was great. He was not sacked. He was touched. There was a couple, uh, you know, where they they bumped him and stuff like that. But nobody nobody drilled him or creamed him. Stuff like you know where he you know he got anything hurt. So I, I love the fact the offensive line. As I said, he's only in 352 passing attempts. They've only sacked him ten times. That's remarkable. As I said, that's once every 35 or so times. We were lauded years ago when Bradshaw was it was once every 21 or 22 times. Of course, we didn't throw as much. Right. Terry hung onto the ball a lot yeah. longer. It was more of a down-the-field thing. But you can say all you want. Still, it's remarkable. He'd set up at nine 30, yards. Right. There's, it's remarkable that one out of every 35 is somebody getting to Ben. That's, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, that's great. And also, I think I think in the rest will start get is starting to give Ben that call because he got a rough in the pass again. So, look like they're starting to give him the call now. Well, maybe when you get your name into the NFL MVP mix, right, right, maybe that does something for you. I don't know. I, and you know what? The, there were eight quarterback hurries of Ben. And uh, when uh, Sunday. Right, when he got touched, the right, quarterback right, hurries. Right, yeah. But he wasn't sacked, and that's the big thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and now you guys were talking earlier. That's, that, that just, that's just some miserable things. The guy hasn't had one MVP, MVP, MVP forever, so that's very ridiculous. So, And then, like, now everybody's saying that Alex Smith is going to win comeback player of the year. But don't get me wrong. It's a good story about Alex Smith, but we don't care about those awards. We got bigger and better things. We want a Super Bowl. What you guys think about that? That's what you're after. That's the big kahuna. Yeah, that's the big kahuna. The, the, uh, yeah, the Super Bowl, and we're going for it. <laughs> that's what you need. You need that guy. Ben yeah. is that guy that can take you there. So yeah, Ben is that guy I that can take you there. I wouldn't worry about the MVP stuff. That's uh, simply a matter of you know other people's opinion. Uh, holding uh, another Super Bowl trophy, having another Super Bowl ring, that's what's all about. Right. That's what it's all oh, about. Oh, yeah. That's all we're worrying about. We're not worried about those individuals, um, reward, things of that. And um, I have a stat for you for TJ. He joined his brother, JJ, as the only player to have nine plus sacks, 25 QB hits, and 10 tackles for loss in the team's first nine games. JJ did it back in 2015, and he won defensive player of the year. So what you guys think about that? Wow. So n- nine sacks. 25, well, uh, 10 tackles for loss, and what was it, 25 quarterback pressures? Yeah. In the first, what, half of the season? Yeah. All right, that's pretty amazing. So he's in good company with his older brother. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Very good indeed. Wouldn't you love to get the final Watt brother here? Wouldn't that be something if that could ever happen? That'd be kind of cool. Oh, that that would be so wonderful. 
Hopefully, hopefully he can try to make it happen because uh, well, Houston Houston is going to cut TG after this year, I, I believe. So, well, he hopefully. he would he would have to take a heck of a pay cut, right? That guy, is, I know I mean, what he could command <laughs> in the open market. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, and um, you guys were talking about um, Antron Books. I saw him playing in the game the other day. When I saw that number 25, it kind of brought back memories with Audie Burns. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're, you're the second person yeah, I heard had. Missy, Missy yeah. said that. All, yeah, uh, a reminder okay. of Audie Burns. Yeah, that's yeah, very I good. <laughs> who's yeah, who's Audie Burns playing for now? I don't know where. He was um, he was with Chicago, but he brought his ACL in um in pre in preseason, so he's out for the year. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he's down for a year. Well, the fact of the he's matter is, he's playing for Chicago. Yeah. Okay. Is he down for the year? Did you say though? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's out for the year. Yeah. He tore his ACL. Okay, that's a shame. But the big thing is uh, for for Antoine Brooks, no snaps to 28 snaps in a right. game. That was pretty amazing. Yeah. So I'm glad that he's getting some uh, NFL experience. He's getting his feet wet. Uh, you're going to need him to contribute because uh, as this season rolls along, you never know what can happen. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I, man, like, I, 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 like I was, I, I, I want Marcus Allen to play. I, I, I like yeah. him playing. Yeah, like I like I told you guys a few weeks ago, this is the first time in the, in the COVID history that all draft picks are playing. So we look like we got something special in this draft class here. Right, absolutely. Yeah. All, all right, right, guys. Thank you. Guys. All right, brother. Thank you so very much. Hey, Wolf, hey, Wolf, no pizza party tonight. Tomorrow's win-win. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, you know, all the, the best efforts of mice and men go awry, and uh, I have to go judge a – actually, believe this or not, i got to judge a, a tailgating party tonight. Juan, so, Juan uh, look out. If, if there's pizza, he's going to eat oh, it. Oh, there ain't no doubt about it. He's going to eat it. <laughs> Hey, times, hey, times. You can have the pizza party, but not woke. Yeah, I know. He needs. We got to get him over two hundred. I, I, I've been over yeah. two hundred, two hundred four. You didn't do it on waiting day, so right. you have to do it tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah tomorrow any other day doesn't count. Yeah, hopefully tomorrow you be you be at two hundred four. We got the win Wednesday, so hopefully you get it tomorrow. <laughs> we, exactly. I mean, you know, we we got to. It was it when was it me over three hundred and touch under two hundred, or was it the other way around? No, I, I was over two hundred. <laughs> no, you weren't last Wednesday, right? And remember, it's only on Wednesday that it counts. So tomorrow, yeah, Karen, beef them up tonight. Yeah, that's it. All right, all right, we got to roll, Juan. Thank you so much, brother. All right, thank you, brothers. All, all right, right. God bless, man. Uh, All right, so good to have him. Yes. So are, are you going to be careful tonight uh, for weigh-in Wednesday oh, of tomorrow? Of course, of course, no doubt about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, I'm going to uh, be so careful. Uh, you're going to be I'm careful. Gonna say, no, uh, I can't no, try your tailgating dish here no, because, you know, where, where, I have weigh-in tomorrow. Where's the, the tailgating dish? Up at Giant Eagle. Yeah, yeah where, what are you going to have? Uh, what am I gonna have? Yeah. I don't know. It's whatever they're cooking up. Yeah, because they're all cooking some special recipes of uh, fa their favorite tailgating foods or something. Oh and so, man! Um, you know, I, it's my due diligence. I oh, I've you're been, you're gonna been eat ordered. It. You're to, gonna to eat have, it. I have to. I mean, I have to. What I, are you gonna do? I I want to come and eat it. You're invited to come with me. Yeah, no doubt about it. <laughs> all right, we got to go to break. Jacob, you're looking at me. You want to come too? You want to judge some of the tailgating food tonight? Yeah, he's looking at me going, oh, I don't know. 
All right, let's go to break. We'll be back with more. It's Tunch and Wolf in the locker room. want to go out and help the team win I don't want to be a reason that we lose and so that was my biggest goal I was a little nervous coming into this game I'm not really sure why I texted my wife right before and said I got a little bit of nerves a little bit of jitters so um, you know whether it was lack of preparation and things like that but um, I just love going out and playing with this group of guys uh, it's just so much fun you're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So, Ben was uh, talking about uh, he loves that group. And he, and he he was a little nervous because That's what I found interesting. Yeah, yeah, because he, a little bit of nerves. Yeah, cuz he didn't practice this week. Absolutely. That's yeah. something that even as old as as Ben with as much experience as Ben has got. Right. You know, that it's that practice that brings you grounded and keeps your confidence high. Right. And that's one of the reasons I think that the running game is having some issues because if you don't practice according to the way you're going to play, you're going to have some problems. Yeah. And that's one of the things you have. If you cannot practice your technique at a high velocity and ballistically. You can't you can't practice at uh, high velocity because uh, they, they're, they're not practicing that way anymore. Well, it's not even just that. It, with the COVID stuff going on, they've not even been, hardly been able to put pads on. Right. So right. obviously you're going to have some issues. But Those issues are playing out. But you know, uh, one padded practice a week is difficult. That's difficult. But they've not even been getting that in. Yeah, they've been getting just shells or just walkthroughs. Right. So, all right, let's go to the phones. Uh, let's go to the phones. Steve in Cleveland. Steve, welcome to the locker room. How's it going, fellas? How y'all doing? We're, We're doing great. Any any rivers on fire over there, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> not that I know of. Not that I know of yet, man. Okay, thanks, brother. We always like to keep in tune with our Cleveland brotherhood, you know? Hey, yeah, just trying to hold it down. Uh, and shout out uh, to all the Steelers fans in Cleveland. It's not easy. <laughs> hey, we we bless you, brother. You yeah. know, you're righteous in the midst of some some uh, you know Brownsian fans there. Steve, how many fans uh, are in Cleveland? Steeler fans. A lot, dude. A lot. Really? I'd say, yeah, I'd say, um, man, it's like 30%. Wow. Not a lot, man. It, it's, it's not hard finding Steeler fans. It's just, it's just uh, dealing with the uh, Cleveland fans uh, bull. That's all. <laughs> yeah. But, hey, Super Bowls uh, quiet that noise, you know? <laughs> yes, they do. All right. What you got, brother? 
Okay, shout out to the Dirty Dozen. Yes. Um, like I said, in Cleveland. I was going to mention yesterday that Gardner Minshew for the Jaguars, being that we're playing them next. Right. He he had an injured thumb. He, he was playing very well for them. Yeah. He never got benched. He had right. some really good stats for them. Um, I think you guys hit the nail right on the head when you talked about uh, Ben uh, being the MVP of the Super Bowl against the Cardinals. There's no question he was the MVP of the yeah. Super Bowl. Like, Antonio Holmes couldn't even get the ball if, if Ben doesn't pull off miracles behind that line against that pass rush, especially like you said, that last drive. It was insane what, what Ben did. He was hands down the MVP. Yeah. You know, I will tell you, when they got in for, I think it was 250 left in the game. Right. When they, you know, when the kickoff happened or what have you. And I was standing down there by uh, the, the offensive line before they went out on the field. And I remember Ben came up and walked down in front of them and he said, fellas, this is what we're built for. Yeah. We're built to go this fast, this far, and get this job done. And it was funny because they were all into it. They go out in that very first play, if you remember, it was a holding call. Yeah. And set them back 10 yards. And yeah. I was sitting there from the sidelines thinking, oh, God, Zooks. You know, but he overcame that and let him on that drive. It was magnificent. Oh, you ain't lying. Um, I think Labriola hit the – he knocked it out the park with what he said about allowing Ben to kind of freelance a little bit. Right. You know, and, and giving him the – letting him be comfortable in, in what he does. You know, like what Ben's doing, like people mention that he's never had an MVP vote. Is it, It's insane. And what he's doing this year, his numbers are better. Coming back from a severe injury like that. Right. Getting three tendons torn off your bone. I mean, we could compare it to Alex Smith. Alex Smith isn't going to sniff the MVP. He's got one iron, or he's got more iron keys than, than touchdowns. I'm going to hit a, a horrific injury, but he's right. not coming back like that. Like, it, it needs to be said uh, how much respect Ben deserves for mentally being able to come back from this. And it was on his throwing arm. Like, Alex Smith had a lower extremity injury. Yeah, it was horrific. Right. But, you know, his mental, his mental capacity was all there. His, his, it didn't injure his arm. So I, I, I'm not knocking him. I'm just saying Ben deserves a, a lot of respect and praise for how well he's playing. You know, no doubt. I think I think what was amazing to me was not only is he not won an NFL MVP, but yeah. he never got a vote for yeah. it. Yeah, how do you not have know, a vote for it over the years? That to me is absolutely ridiculous. But it is what right. it is. And you know, Alex Smith had uh, eighteen surgeries. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, the yeah, of his comeback horrible. has been more about the surgeries than it yeah. has been about the original yeah. injury. Right, right, right. Hey, really quick, um, another uh, home run by uh, Colbert with uh, this draft class and the second-year players like Bugs and the free agents, Mondo, Spillane. I mean, he he just keeps – he keeps keeps it coming. Like, his consistency is insane with these players. I wanted to ask you about Antoine Brooks. I didn't notice him much, but I'm interested in wanting to know – what your evaluation was on him, and also being that the Ravens seem to be crashing and burning, I'm not trying to overlook them, but I don't think I don't think Lamar can uh, as talented as he is. I don't think he he, he can win the big one. So I want to know how you felt about our matchup, our defense versus the Chiefs' offense, and how you think that game would play out, and and if we meet him in the playoffs. 
I think it'll be very interesting. I think it'll be very good. Yeah, no doubt about it. I think it's going to be tough. But well, here's the thing: you're going to need one of those uh, running games. You're going to need the offense to keep Mahomes off the field. That's the best defense you well, can provide. You know, you know, you can uh, do it with the short throws. I understand, but I, at that point in time, given where we might be, whether it's in Kansas City or in Pittsburgh, yeah, uh, it could be a little bit weather restricted. So that's my only cautionary uh, tale about that. My, I, I, I look at, I say it'd be a great matchup. Team? What's that? Do you, do you think we're the more? I feel like I think feel like we have more talent from top to bottom on the rosters. I think we're tougher than them. I think Mahomes and that offense can score quick, and of course we know that the NFL has ridiculous scoring now because it's a passing league and right. that's how you score quick. But I, I'm defense with them. I don't know how good their offensive line is. Mahomes is insane. He's like the one of the best talents I've ever ever seen come out of the draft. He like, is absolutely a, a phenom, phenom. You know, I mean, he's awesome. But let me tell you something. Ben has also showed that he is fully yeah. capable of doing very similar things. Oh, no Just question. not not with the maybe the incredible athleticism that we see from Mahomes with the no look passes and that. But with Ben's game brains, his mind, his experience, and his greatness overall, uh, he's a, he's an equal match oh, for yeah, anybody in this league. No doubt about it. How do you feel about their defense um, versus our offense? I haven't seen Everybody any. Everybody knows Mahomes going to show up, right? But I've not seen much of their defense, yeah. so I couldn't really say until I got down and watched a bunch of film on it. But uh, I, I like our defense. Yeah, what are you going to say? You know, you know, you know. Right. We we don't watch film until the film is ready. Right, 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 right. Well, let's hope, and I, I'm I'm confident we can beat them, or we can definitely play with them. Um, the Raiders took them out, so. There ain't no, no doubt we're, we're capable. No we're doubt we're capable. For being yeah. That's no doubt about it. So, hey, thank you for the call, right, brother. We appreciate you, man. Right, yeah, you guys take care. All right, be well in that Cleveland area code. Uh, all right. <laughs> I'm tough, man. Uh, right. You are. That you are, brother. Appreciate you. All right, all we're, right. we're going to Jason in New Hampshire. Jason. Time no talk to you guys. Yes. Hey, CR's got to just lighten up on how much time he takes up. I just I hang out listening to the rest of the show on the phone, just waiting to get in. Oh, <laughs> sorry, brother. You know, oh, no, we... no, 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 I'm getting okay. respect for CR. I'm Absolutely. Um, but uh, I just want to uh, talk about Ben for a moment. You know, I don't think it's something anybody's touched on. Uh, if you look back, when, when we drafted him, if I'm not mistaken, the year prior when he was in Miami of Ohio, he was undefeated, correct? Uh, I, I don't know, but, uh, you know, one... one uh, Brother, that's like 18 years yeah, ago. Yeah, <laughs> uh, one thing... Uh, one thing, uh, Bill Cower was uh, going for Stacy Keach uh, from Arkansas. No, uh, Andrews. Big, uh, uh, what... Andrews. Say Andrews. Yeah, I, uh, I can't remember his first yeah, name. Yeah, but and uh, uh, a big offensive lineman. Yeah, and Mr. Yeah. Rooney said no. And, draft and Ben. Mr. Ro- Miss Rooney said I passed on the quarterback in '83. Yeah, me I don't want to. I don't ever want to do that anymore. Not do that again. Well, when he came in the next year, I was actually one of the ones who was most fortunate or unfortunate, if you don't like rain, that was at the Hurricane Gene game. I lived in the Keys at the time. Oh yeah. And. Uh, 
And I was a huge fan of Ben when he was drafted. I got an autographed ball and everything that I'll never sell. I, I've actually tossed around with my boy and stuff. But um, he went undefeated the rest of the year. I have every single game on VHS tape for those youngins out there. That's something before DVDs and whatnot. <laughs> um, I just I see this spark in him this year, and I'm not saying we're going undefeated. I'm not going to do that talk, but then it was our defense, and everybody wouldn't give Ben the credit this year or last year. You saw that the defense didn't win us a championship, but with Ben coming back and being Ben, he can win us this championship, and I think this is one championship that we can say can be an entire team championship without somebody just pulling out, well, if it weren't for this, if it weren't for that. I don't know. Thoughts on that? I'm, I didn't catch the last part of that. What did you say, Jason? Ah, shoot. I just, I, I just didn't know. Uh, this championship feels like it's a drive with a whole entire team being oh, good. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Defense. Yeah, You know, it's going to be nice to see Ben hopefully get the credit he deserves after all these freaking years. Right. <laughs> no doubt. You know what amazed me even more, though? I'm sitting here, I'm, I was thinking about the fact, how did you go from the Keys to New Hampshire? Well, actually, I started off in Pennsylvania. I was born in Pennsylvania, northwestern PA. Get out. Uh, my parents split when I was five, and I grew up between both New Hampshire, because my mom moved back up here, I grew up both in New Hampshire and Pennsylvania simultaneously. I would go to school part of the year and then spend the summer in the opposite one, depending upon which. Unbelievable. Key West happened because of 9-11. I lost my job in Northwestern PA, and I couldn't find work. Um, it's pretty economically depressed up there. And I, bet I was in music for 28 years, and a friend of mine who lived in Key West said, come down here, you can play music seven nights a week. So I did. <laughs> Wonderful. Hey, we got to go now, Jason. Thank you so much. But you absolutely dazzled me. You go from New Hampshire to Key West. It's Jay awesome. Jason in oh. New Hampshire. Yes. Thank hey, you so much, guys. brother. We got to go. Okay. All right. Thank you, Jason. We got the Bill. Uh, Bill. Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin. I'm going Bill Cower. Holy cow. I might lose some years there. We got Mike Tomlin press conference coming up, Chalooch. So right. don't you go nowhere. You're always I, trying to leave. I, I, I'm not, I'm not going nowhere. You're always trying to leave. Come on. Yeah. You're always like first out the door. Yeah. Am I right or what? Right. Uh, he's always first out the door. Right. Hey. Jacob. Yeah. So you got to be back. Yeah. So don't move. All right. Because right, we'll be back after this. We're going to take a break and we'll be back after this.